car repair, the nightmare of the Western world. You don't know the difference between the catalytic converter and the powertrain, the carburetor and the camshaft. You've been ripped off endlessly by unscrupulous mechanics who've charged hundreds or thousands of dollars. You're sick of feeling like a complete idiot, and you just don't want to take it or pay for it anymore. Well, your life's about to change. Meet Pam Oaks, ASE certified and top-notch auto technician host, shop owner, and author of Car Care for the Clueless, or how to make money while maintaining a vehicle. She'll answer your questions and teach you how to talk car talk. Get under the hood right now with Pam. And welcome back to another episode. This week we have a special treat. I'm actually going to have my mom on board and we're going to be talking to her about how to choose an automotive repair center. You know, she's been in a unique situation basically her entire life. I'm fourth generation technician, so she's had her grandfather and dad and my dad and now me taking care of her car repair for her. So she's never actually had to go in and to purchase tires or have a repair made. So this is kind of unique to her because we're going to put her into a situation that she's never been exposed to. And of course, we're going to have our gadget guru back, Peter Sudak, with a economically priced gadget for one of your long car rides to one of the hundreds of college football games that are out there right now being played. And, of course, we want to thank our sponsor, Jasper Engines and Transmissions, 100% associate-owned. If you need an engine or a transmission, ask for Jasper by name. Now let's get on with her show and give my mom a call. Hey, Mom. Hi, Pam. Thank you for taking the time out. I had explained to the audience, we're going to get your perspective on how to choose an automotive repair center. And I explained that, you know, in the past that, you know, you had either Papa or Dad or or me to help you with your automotive repair. And you never had to get into a situation where you just had to walk in blind to an automotive center to get help for your car. That's so true. Yes. Very unique position. I mean, like less than one of 1%, I'm sure. So, you know, with that, you know, foundation, we'd like to talk to you about talking to our listeners on how to find an automotive repair center. Okay. Okay. I'd like that. Okay. So, you know, say you'd have to get your car fixed. I mean, what would you think the first thing you'd have to do? Well, you would have to find a way, then I don't know how you would go about doing that. And that's where I'm going to help. This is how it works. Before you ever need an auto repair center, you need to find one kind of makes sense you know what I mean before you get stuck in a position you got to find a reputable automotive center and you know your best way to find it is word of mouth not from some fancy ad in a newspaper or the yellow pages or a website is word of mouth you want to talk to customers who have patronized the establishment and they have experience good experience at the establishment That's where you want to go. You know, it doesn't have to look fancy on the outside or the inside. But what counts is what goes on out in the garage and how your car is repaired properly. Okay. The quality of work. Correct. A real good way to find a high-quality standard is there's Automotive Service Excellence, ASE, and they actually are the ones who provide the tests to the technicians it's actually through ACT, so I mean it's a tough test. There's eight tests for automotive, plus an L1 
for a diagnostic. It's it's a tough test. So it's not like you're going to get somebody who just started repairing cars last week. Going to be an ASC right. technician, you know. Yeah. So you're going to look yeah. for this ASC Blue Seal shop because they show that more than 75% of the technicians working there are ASC certified. So that's important. ASC Blue how Seal you, shop. How do you go about doing that? Well, normally an ASC Blue Seal shop, like our, our shop, my shop, they'll, uh, we have a big sign out in the front showing that we are a Blue right. Seal shop. And if you don't see it, you ask. Okay. You always I didn't ask. know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, you have this ASC Blue Seal shop. They're going to have ASC technicians right there on site working on your car. And like I said, they have to take tests. And we have to take tests every five years. In fact, I have a couple coming up in November that I have to renew. And it's not like you sit there and say, oh, I'm just going to go in there and, yeah, I'll get it. No, you have to study for it. Because you want to do it once, and you want to do it right the first time. Yes. What 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 does a test involve? Well, it it's the proficiency on eight different modules, like one for transmissions, um, automatic transmissions, one for manual transmissions, one for electrical, one for brakes, one for suspension, one for AC, one for engine repairs, one for diagnostic, and then they have an L1, which is an upper upper level diagnostics so i mean you know they're pretty in depth these tests are 50 to 60 questions each and they uh touch on just about everything so i see the person who has that ase blue seal patch on their arm on their uniform they earned it i was just going to say that that Mm -hmm. those tests are so hard and so involved that when you meet a technician with that ASC certification. Right. You know that they really went to a class that was quite involved. Exactly. Great lengths. Yes. Great lengths, yes. And, you know, the other thing, too, is you don't want to get that confused with, like, um, some of the major brand auto parts stores. They actually will have testing, and some of the major brand name stores out there for auto repair they have their own test well that's just fine but you know i talked to other technicians as well and throughout the years you know i've heard stories how they've had these pre-marked and they just don't care and they need you to have all the certification and they have they put you in a lunchroom and give you the test you know it doesn't work like that asc has you in a regulated classroom there's nobody next to you and behind you i mean they have a checkerboard across the room and even though somebody kitty corner from you may be taking another test they don't want anybody near and they walk up and down the aisles i mean it's completely different than you know an auto parts store test or a national brand test so you want to always look for that asc that's extremely important to find automotive repair shop Okay, so make sure as long as they have that ASC on their uniform, you mm-hmm. know that they have they taken have, the yes. correct test. They have taken tests. And, you yeah. know, if you're getting brakes on your car, you want to make sure that they have taken the ASC brake test, for example. Which, if you're a Blue Seal shop, the Blue Seal shop's just not going to give somebody 
breaks who doesn't have an ASC in that specific area. They're going to give it to somebody who does. So that's another reason to go for an ASC Blue Seal shop. You know, the other thing, too, is before you have to have a repair and you've found your ASC Blue Seal shop and you've gotten your recommendations from your friends and relatives, go down there and take a look. Take a look around. I mean, you know, see if it's clean. Now, remember, this is not a repair shop, so it's not going to look like a hospital. It's not going to be clean, clean. Uh, there's going to be parts around, but it's going to be work that has been being performed then or that day. They're not going to have papers laying around, but you're going to see work in progress. You know, you're going to okay. see grease on them because cars, they're pretty nasty under the hood and underneath the vehicles. So it's not like they're going to be in some fashion show, but what you're looking for is you're looking for like stained clothes that, you know what I mean? That they just yeah. didn't really care what they look like. You know, the front staff who says hello, if they're males, you know, are they well shaven? Or, you know, they can have a mustache or a beard or something, but you don't want to see one day, two day stubble on them. You know, you want to see people who really care about their appearance because then they're going to care what they're doing as well. That goes for anything anyway, just not automotive. That's correct. My appearance means so much. It does. It really does. And, yeah. you know, and if you get to the point where you have to have a repair and you're comfortable with a specific shop, then they should be comfortable enough for when you ask questions and you always ask the question why and how, why do I need this and how is this going to affect my car and basically how is it going to affect my pocketbook, they're going to be more than willing to explain it. Now, if you don't understand it, you ask again. And you keep on asking until you get a straight answer that you can comprehend. You know, well, you know you've been around the shop and you know we do a lot of show and tell. Have them yes. do show and tell. You know, it helps a lot. A picture or vision's worth a thousand words. And it really does help. So you want to ask why and how. Why do I have to have this for my car? And how is it going to affect my car's performance? How is it going to affect my pocketbook? Right? Right. That's so. very, very important. So then a certified ASE technician uh, should not mind all these questions. No, not at all. It's part of their job. It's part of their okay. job. And if they have a problem with it, then you need to find another shop. Because this is part That's of their job. Sure. It's not like the yeah. old times. They need to be explaining what's going on. And, you know, when you uh, have to have a part replaced, you ask them what kind of part and why. You know, automotive centers, they will have contracts with parts stores that you don't know about. And the part they may be putting in your car may not be quite the quality that should go in there. But they're getting a kickback from the auto parts store. And this is a huge no-no. This is one of my other pet peeves. You need to put the type of part in the car that belongs. For an example, I know there's a specific make out there. And I know for a fact that I have to go to the manufacturer, the dealership, to purchase that part because I know it's the best fit for that car. It's a little bit more money, but it's the correct and best fit for that car. Now, if I okay. went to an auto parts store and said, I need this, it may be cheaper. You know what I'm saying? 
yes. but it's not going to be right. So you want to make sure the part that you're getting in your car is the right one. may not always be the cheapest, but it's the right one, the right fit, and it's going to give you the best performance. So Now, how, how would I know uh, that it would be the correct part? You ask, and that's where you go, why? Why okay. is this the best part? You always use why. You use why a lot. Until you, okay. until you understand, you ask why. And you know when they replace the part, tell them you want your own part back. Okay. You want to see what it looked like. You want to see that new part in your car, and there's no reason why they can't do this. Unless it's, for an example, an air conditioning part that's buried underneath the dash or something, you know. Of course. Yeah, you, know, you got to use so when, some logic, some common sense to this. So, so when you would re get your part back, mm -hmm. the old part, um, should the technician, should you expect the technician to explain to you where it was defective or where? Yeah, it was you can worn ask. Or? Yeah, you can ask. Sometimes you won't see it's worn because if it's internal, if it's encased in metal. You know, you can't see it, but I they see. can explain the process and, you know, what part inside failed. Um, yeah. But, you know, you ask for your old parts, and sometimes you can't get them back because they have what they call a core on them. So you want to see it, but you can't take it with you. And if you're just tuning in, this is Car Care for the Clueless. I'm your host, Pam Oaks. And this week we have a special treat because we have my mom on board. And unlike most of you out there listening, my mom really hadn't been exposed to having to take her car into an automotive repair center for tires or for repair. She's had the luxury that she could rely upon great-grandfather, grandfather, my dad, and myself now, and she hasn't had that experience. So we're talking with her, and she's got a lot of good questions for you to listen to, and I have a lot of good answers for her and for you to help you out and help you choose a reputable repair center. And of course, we have our gadget guru back, Peter Sudak, with another economically priced gadget. So let's get back to our show. What happens to that core then? Well, what they do is, um, say for an example, an alternator. Everybody's heard of the word alternator. Basically, that's your power plant for your car. That's what keeps okay. all the electrical running and going and so on and so forth. To make a long story short, they're going to, some of them have cores on them. And what it is, the manufacturer wants that part back because what they'll do is they'll take it all apart and they'll gut it, okay? And okay. they'll put new components in it, but they'll still use the old casing because all it is is a shell. It's a metal shell. It's, it's just to hold all the guts inside the case. I see. So they want that back. Okay, so then they, they can uh, renew it with new, new parts. parts. Correct. Oh, okay. Okay, I didn't know that. Now, you know, if you get in a situation that feel like you're being bamboozled, you know what I'm saying? Even though you've been yes. in the shop a few times, you're like, eh, I just don't know about this. Get a second opinion. It's okay. so simple. Just get a second opinion. You know, ask somebody else for another recommendation, you know, another friend, another relative, and get a second opinion. All it, right. It can't hurt. It's going to... I'm sorry, what's that? Excuse me. When you would get the second opinion, and so then you would therefore go with the um, 
the shop that you know is uh, telling you the truth about the whole thing. Mm -hmm. In other words, not okay, okay. When the people, um, the technicians, um, when say that the, they don't uh, have the actual ASC test, uh, the the proper test. Right. Are they able to get a, a patch or, or anything no. showing that they're not? They okay. have to. They have to pass that test to wear that patch. I see. Okay. So they're not allowed to do that. that when it, you see that patch, then you know that that's the real thing. Yes. Okay. Yes. If they're okay. doing it and they're not certified, they also have cards. They'll actually have a certification too that should be hanging on the wall at the shop, like I have at the shop. I have everybody's okay. certification. So you can see who has the patch on and whose name is up there on the certificate. And you should be able to tell right there. Okay. That is something to look for then. Mm -hmm. for and, you know, getting back to getting a second opinion, because basically, especially the way the economy is, and I never understood it, but you're seeing it more across the nation now. You used to see it more in the South. But people like, for whatever reason, to badmouth each other thinking that it's going to gain them customers where later on it's just going to come back and bite them in the butt. A professional technician will never, ever talk poorly about other shops or other technicians. Okay. For example... That makes good sense. Yeah, for, yeah. Yeah, for example, we'll get people and they'll say, this shop, and you know, I'll say, I don't want to know who it was or where it was, but let's get you taken care of. That's very wise. Mm -hmm. It is very wise. wise. Very good. That way I would, I would uh, know that that a particular shop like yours would be honest. Yes. Yeah, because they're, they don't want to know. anybody else. Exactly. Exactly, they, yes. The professional does not care. They just want to fix the car. Okay. That makes good sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is so very interesting, everything that you explained to me. A lot of that I did not know. No, well, you, you wouldn't have had a reason to because, like I said, you're like in less than one percentile of never having to have to get your car repaired. That's so true. Because of I've been very lucky, yes. How, how you grew up with Pop and all that and, you know, and then Dad and now me. Yes. So, yes. mm-hmm. I'm very fortunate. Thank you. Well, we all yeah. are very fortunate, yes. But, yeah, so I thought this was interesting to have someone who really hadn't been exposed to that ask the questions, you know, how to find a good repair shop, reputable repair shop. Yes, because you never know um, if I was traveling or something in which I, I, something went wrong with the car. Um, mm -hmm. Now I know what to look for. Right. Is that ASE uh, certification. Yes. Extremely important. Yes. So, well, thank you so much. And thank you for taking the time out. Oh, anytime. It's my pleasure. Well, thank you. And I hope that helps you out there listening that you can begin to choose the best fit automotive repair center for you and your car. Next we have up is our gadget guru, Peter Sudak. Peter has another interesting gadget for you and your car, and hopefully it'll make your travel time a little bit smoother, a little safer, a little bit more entertaining. So let's talk to Peter. 
And we have a nice treat this week. Peter Sudak, our gadget guru, is in studio with us. How you doing, Peter? Good, Pam. How are you doing? Good. So, Peter, what do you have for our listeners this week? I have what they call a car FM modulator. Really? And what is this device for? Um, it's for use with your MP3 player, a yeah. MP4 player. Okay. Or if you have a flash drive that's got music on it, you can use that as well. As long as the radio in the car is tuned into an FM band, you can play all these tunes that you have on your gadgets. Oh, how neat. Because, you know, the older cars don't have an MP3 or MP4 or an iPad port for that matter. So this kind of helps the older vehicles uh, catch up with the times. That's right. And all you have to do, power supply, is just plug it into your cigarette lighter and just dock your unit on the modulator and just play it through your FM frequency and you'll get all the tunes that you have downloaded and you'll be able to listen to whatever music you want. So this modulator, is it large, small, or? No, it's pretty small. Uh, it's just basically, like I said, it plugs into your cigarette lighter and it's not very big, maybe three or four inches tall. Oh, so um, it wraps around your MP3 player. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it also picks up um, other FM stations as well that you normally wouldn't get. So there's an additional bonus as well. Oh, how neat. Yeah. Okay, that is nice. Um, how, uh, how much is this gadget? Actually, these are pretty reasonable. They're only about $15. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. Very economically priced. Yeah, and it's good entertainment for you wanting to listen to your all your music that you want instead of having to listen to their choice. You can listen to your choice instead. Good idea. So where would I find one of these? Uh, you can pick them up online. Uh, I'm I'm not sure if they have them in the uh, any of the big stores yet or not, but I know you can get them online definitely. And like I said, they're only fifteen bucks, so it's very reasonable. It's a Good gadget to have. So it's an MP3, MP4, USB player modulator. Right. It's three in one. That's right. Oh, nice. Good idea. Very good idea, especially uh, if you're going cross country, going to that college football game, and you get in some areas where it's no radio and sometimes no satellite radio. You can always plug this in and listen. That's true. You give all the tunes you want anytime you want. So it works out good. If you like your like your music, there's the gadget to have for you for the car. Good idea. Thank you, Peter. And uh, great seeing you again. And we look forward to talking to you uh, next week. All right. Well, I appreciate you having me in again. Thank you. You know, I say this each week, but I don't know where the time's gone. We want to, again, thank my mom for having our little question-answer session on how to choose the proper repair facility for you and your car. And of course, Peter Sudak, our gadget guru, who always comes up with some interesting little knickknacks for our car. Next week, we have a new program for you, of course, and we're going to have a question-answer session with some of my customers that come in. And let's not forget our sponsor, Jasper Engines and Transmissions, 100% associate-owned. If you are in need of an engine or transmission, Ask for Jasper by name. Thank you for listening and our goal to make you a savvy car care consumer. Take care. 
Thanks for joining us today. Please make sure to come back next week for another edition of Car Care for the Clueless. And don't forget to look for Pam's book, Car Care for the Clueless, or How to Make Money While Maintaining a Vehicle. You'll find it on her website. Just click on the icon Host Website right in front of you on the webtalkradio.net page. See you next week.